Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. My goodness, there's a lot of stuff tonight. Stuff started happening once the minor league game started, and it was interesting enough to possibly warrant a podcast all upon its own, but since games had already started, it wasn't worth shutting everything down, doing a podcast, and then coming back on and catching stuff later. I'm going to first... Oh, the title tonight is Starting Pitching and Innuendos. Starting Pitching and Innuendos. I'm going to start with something I learned today that doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, when a player gets injured, he can get put on the injured list. And now in the minor leagues, there is a 60-day disabled list, injured list, excuse me, as there is with the major leagues. So somebody, Tommy John surgery, put them on the 60-day injured list, and the roster spot gets recycled. We're familiar with this concept. It happens if the player is on the 10-day list, then the roster spot is not recycled. If the player is put on the 60-day list, the spot is recycled. Today, ran into two different scenarios. Actually, somebody pointed me in the direction of the second one. If you trade for a player who is on the 60-day list and he comes over to your system, major league or minor league, he does not go on the 60-day list. Hmm. This seems stupid, but then it is major league baseball. So yeah, why not? Uh, Nick Madrigal, done for the year. Cubs trade for him. Sorry, can't put him on the 60-day injured list. Why not? Because, reasons. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong comes over with a car collarbone smashed. Uh, done for the year. Can't put him on the 60-day injured list. Hmm. Interesting. So, Madrigal and Pete Crow Armstrong both take up roster spots that preferably would go to other players, but that's not an option. Interesting. Just put that one together today. Uh, seems odd. I, I had figured out the Pete Crow Armstrong one because he's been on the roster since, what, Sunday? And, you know, I'm kind of dense, but when something happens on Sunday and it doesn't change until Thursday... <laughs> If I were kind, I would have pressed the pause button, but excuse me. Um, so, Madrigal's on the 40-man roster, not on the 60-day injured list. Same with Pete Crow Armstrong. Hmm, interesting. Jorge Mateo. I had had a podcast a couple days ago on Mateo being an interesting possible trade pickup. He went to the Orioles on waivers did not get traded. Interesting. Someone had asked me who I would be 
interested in trading to get Jorge Mateo. I had tossed off um, <laughs> guy, the, guy the Cubs um, guy the Cubs got from the White Sox. Uh, pitcher, left-hander, out of Auburn, name is escaping me. Uh, you know, I, I'll figure it out eventually. You know who it is anyway. You're, you're screaming at your phone because you guys are smart. Uh, Cubs did not trade anyone to get Jorge Mateo. Nobody did. He went to Baltimore on waivers. Interesting. Interesting that he went on waivers and nobody thought he was worth trading for. Just, just interesting. That's all I'll put it. Now, Innuendo, starting pitching and innuendo. Innuendo for tonight. About 10 minutes before the first pitch of the iCubs game, there was a lineup change. Hold that thought. Presumably, you watched the Cubs game today, or at least know how it came out. Jake Arrieta, what, four innings, a run in each, three home runs, did not look particularly in command of anything. Um, I, I, I was jumping, I, I was joking on the first one that Janeshwi Fargus should have jumped. You know, the ball's like 10 rows deep. Then the next two were higher and deeper, higher and deeper. It's like, geez, why don't these outfielders jump? Um, after the game, Jake Arrieta, when interviewed, sounded like he had the level of concern that possibly a veteran might have when he had a bad third outing in spring training. Yeah, we're working on some things. It's getting there. It's getting close. I'm almost there. Made some good pitches. Just didn't work out, etc., etc., etc. Just <sighs> didn't seem to have any any level of concern. I'll just say concern. If there was going to be anything that was going to go on with Jake Arietta. regarding him retiring. It would have sounded entirely different. If he would have been about ready to say, you know, I think... He, he, he would have sounded different if he was concerned. He just didn't sound like... He was concerned even remotely. Justin Steele deserves a roster spot. Justin Steele will start a game for the Cubs on Monday or Tuesday, presumably. If Jake Arrieta is not concerned about his performance now, in what circumstance would he possibly be concerned about his performance? There was a situation a couple of years back where Pedro Strope was on the 40-man roster in September, and it was obvious he 
wasn't going to get used in any important situations, very well could not, might not get used the rest of the entire season, but he was not designated for assignment and released. He was not. Would the Cubs have been better off if he had been designated for assignment and released? Possibly. But that would have been perceived possibly by some as being cold-hearted. Why are you releasing a guy that has this much history in the Cubs pipeline um, this close to the end of the season? With Strope, as I remember, that was about 10 or 12 days from the end of the season. And it really probably wasn't worth doing anything over. After all, there might be a situation where, hey, we're down 8-2, to two, send him in, let him pitch. This situation with Arietta, though, he doesn't sound like he believes the end is near. He doesn't sound like he is ready for anything major to change. He isn't getting people out. It wasn't today. It wasn't Colorado. It wasn't this or that. Leadoff batter reached. Was that on a walk or a single? Then he was caught stealing. Why a runner is trying to steal second against Jake Arietta in Colorado, I'll never know. And then a couple batters later, guy hits a home run. Jake Arietta is right now blocking progress. Jake Arietta is blocking progress. He should not be starting over Justin Steele. Today, just before the Iowa Cubs game, Greg Dykeman was scratched from the Iowa starting lineup. Ten minutes before the game, the Chicago Cubs game had ended, I'm going to say, 45 minutes before that. 45 minutes before, something like that. So the I-Cubs had created their lineup based on all the information they had from the night before. Here's the lineup. Here's the lineup posted. This is the lineup we're going with. Then, about 10 minutes before the game starts, Greg Dykeman was scratched. No word of... Um, he has a quad problem or his elbow is sore, nothing like that. No word, no comment. Greg Dykeman has been scratched. When a player has been scratched, oftentimes that means, not all the time, but oftentimes that means something is up. So, let's play Connect the Dots. If Greg Dykeman was scratched tonight. Is there a possibility he might be in Wrigley Field tomorrow for the, uh, for the Chicago Cubs game against the Chicago White Sox? Oh, it is definitely possible. It is definitely possible. I wouldn't expect him to start if he is in Wrigley Field tomorrow, but I would expect him to be considered an option to play. Okay, so if Greg Dykeman, who was on the 40-man roster already, so that's not a consideration, if Greg Dykeman goes to Chicago, who would be lifted off the 26-man roster? Now, there are 
honestly a number of diff- a number of different ways they can do it. There are a number of pitchers who have struggled. Uh, Trevor McGill has struggled recently. Jake Jewell gave up a two-run homer. Um, ah, the guy who I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, there are a number of different options. There are a number of different options. However, if you are scratching Greg Dykeman from the lineup 10 minutes before first pitch, 30 or 45 minutes after the Cubs game ends, there is a very realistic possibility that something came up either during or shortly after the Cubs game. That made it likely for Greg Dykeman to go to Chicago for Friday. I don't know what I was expecting to have heard from Jake Arrieta, but if you're asking me what the Cubs should do right now, based on the pitchers the Cubs have in Iowa right now, there are a number of them that I would rather have taking up innings than Jake Arrieta. I would be about 0% surprised if tomorrow the announcement is Greg Dykeman is on the Chicago Cubs roster and Jake Arrieta has been designated for assignment. Jake Arrieta does not want to retire. The Cubs probably, if the Cubs are giving Jake Arrieta the ball again, they're trying to flat out tank because Jake Arrieta should not be starting. I'm nodding my head vigorously. Jake Arrieta should not be starting in a Chicago Cubs game if the Cubs are even remotely trying to win. If the Cubs are even remotely trying to win, Jake Arrieta should be designated for assignment since he doesn't seem to want to retire. If you're going to designate Jake Arrieta for assignment, and if Justin Steele is going to take his next start, You don't need another starting pitcher today, 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 or tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. You can leave the pitching staff exactly as it is and promote an outfielder who's already on the 40-man roster. Dykeman to Chicago. Jake Arrieta designated for assignment. To me, seems a no-brainer. Nothing against Jake Arrieta of 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Jake Arrieta, it's time to go, and he doesn't want to leave. If Jake Arrieta doesn't want to leave, the best way to account for things is to designate him for assignment. By designating him for assignment, you clear the way in the rotation for Justin Steele, and set forth some dominoes for some other stuff. That's my take. That's my read. Now, let's look at a night of some really good pitching. Keegan Thompson got the start. Speaking of pitchers who ought to be pitching instead of Jake Arrieta, Thompson, uh, three and a third innings, two hits, um, no runs allowed. He even doubled 
Uh, Matt Swarmer came in after him, gave up a little bit of offense. Uh, Juan Gomez pitched in the eighth, uh, seventh and eighth, tossed 98. I don't know that I want to say that Juan Gomez deserves a look at the major league level yet, but 98 in AAA, at least that's worth contemplating for a bit later. Trace Thompson, double, single, single. Levi Jordan, single, single. I-Cubs lose two to nothing. The important thing here is Keegan Thompson, three and a third innings. And he really didn't seem like he wanted to leave, but he knew he kind of had to leave because of pitch counts. He didn't, you know, he didn't seem like, uh, didn't sound like he was, um, yay, I get to leave now when Matt Swarmer was coming in. Uh, in Tennessee, Luis Lugo started off the year horribly, has pitched much better since tonight. Six innings pitched, one hit, two walks, six strikeouts, no runs, obviously none earned. Eric Yulman came in following and had some trouble. Darius Hill, a couple nights ago, got hit by the hit in the wrist, came back. Hit a home run. Next night, his wrist started hurting again. They checked, and he is out for four weeks with a broken wrist. Carlos Sepulveda tonight, 2-4-4, scored a run. Tennessee loses 2-1, to one, managed three hits. Again, not a huge concern on anything. Let's see. Chase Strumpf had a walk and... Hard hit ball that didn't end up being a single, but not not a whole lot to take out of this game. When you're playing the Rays affiliate, it's going to be tough to win, and Tennessee didn't. Uh, South Bend, Max Bain starts. Max Bain gets pitch counted in the fourth inning with 61 pitches. Fan six allowed no hits. Brian King came in, pitched two and a third, no hits. Yuri Ramos came in, pitched an inning, no hits. Bradford Depperman on for the eighth. It's still scoreless. Infield hit. Here's how stats lie. Infield hit, stolen base wild pitch, gets the guy to third. Infield in, ground ball to short, throw to the plate, wild. Um... Then somebody else reaches, then somebody hits a home run. Uh, tough on the numbers for Bradford Depperman. Numbers lie. That's why just relying entirely on numbers is kind of, I'll say, bogus. Alexander Canario, two hits, including a double. RBI. Bryce Windham, two for three with a walk. Bryce Ball, two walks. South Bend loses. I'm seeing six to one. That doesn't look right. That doesn't look right at all. But it might be. I was thinking it's six to two. Um, Myrtle Beach, Richard Gallardo, five innings, two hits, one run, none earned, one walk, three strikeouts. Just keep hiding, hiding, hiding under the radar, Richard Gallardo. He has a nice repertoire and doesn't really throw all that hard yet. I said yet. 
Ed Howard tripled and scored early. Uh, Luis Verdugo singled him in with two outs and two on in the ninth. Jacob Wetzel tripled in Johendrik Panango and Pablo Aliendo in the ninth. Um, Fabian Pertuz singled in Wetzel. Bailey Reed, two innings of no hit, no run relief. Myrtle Beach wins four to three. DSL Blue suspended in the third inning. DSL Red shut out until the sixth inning. The Cubs splashed, I put down, for four to cut the deficit to 5-4. Christian Moray was two for five with two RBIs. Andrews Cruz singled in a pair. Johan Crispin allowed an unearned run over four innings. Uh, final score in that was, I think it was the Rangers six. Or was it the Mets? Well, DSL Red loses six to four. Mesa early losing to the White Sox. Um, early on, early on, early on. Ismael Mena two for two. Preciado one for two with two RBIs. Owen Casey, one for two, RBI double. And Kevin Alcantara, one for two. Uh, yeah, they, they can still hit. They're losing, but they can still hit. So uh, you guys can go with whatever you want on the Greg Dykeman being scratched. I think Greg Dykeman being scratched, since Greg Dykeman belongs in the majors anyway, get him to Chicago. I think, I think, I think, I think, when it's time to bring up Justin Steele, my hunch is Janeshwi Fergus goes back to Iowa. I could be wrong. It could be someone else. There could be an injury. Anything could happen. But my hunch is still Jake Arrieta designated for assignment to get everybody absolutely hot and bothered and infuriated why are they getting rid of all the players I've ever heard of? And Greg Dykeman comes up, and hopefully in the first two or three days, Greg Dykeman has a nice extra base hit against the White Sox. And Cubs fans can say, oh, one of the guys that they got in the trade isn't garbage. At least that's what I'm thinking. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's what happened. The Dykeman scratch. Wow, so much you can discuss and dot connect on that. Um, starting pitching, connecting the dots, all that kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah, there's going to be some news tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. I'm also going to go down the... Did this a couple nights ago. Going to go down it now again. The teams within the Cubs range. Let me see how far do I want to go. Uh, the Rockies winning percentage is 440. They are eighth place. The Nationals winning percentage is 450. They are ninth place. The Cubs winning percentage is 473. They are in 10th place. The Tigers winning percentage is 477. They are in 11th place. No, it doesn't really matter right now. Am I doing this far too prematurely? Of course, because that's what I do. Will it matter in June where teams end up? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar it will. So 
You have a great night. Be safe, be nice to others, and holler at me if you think I have the wrong roster moves for tomorrow.